very difficult. I do it if my client wants me to do it because right now I actually right now I use my influence and I I I, I use my presence and my exposure online to support my 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 clients and I do that wholeheartedly. And sometimes they ask me I would like to have a set of questions and I do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better, your host with the most. And in this episode, we're investing in Angel Rubio, the CEO confidant. Now, you may be wondering why we call him the CEO confidant. This is because he gets established CEOs of corporations to hire him so that they can bridge that global gap that we all talk about because of his Latin roots, he's able to mix and match with a whole bunch of people. And it's an amazing interview we have. So without further ado, let's just get get right into it. Um, Angel, it's a very simple podcast. It's pretty much your I story. I am a gladiator. There I we have, go. I love I it. I have no boundaries. Good. Phil, let's come go. on. All right. Um, so we're going to just start it right off the bat. Angel, give me a quick 30-second intro. Tell me about yourself. Let's start this podcast off right. Let's go. Absolutely. Thank you very much for allowing me to be here. Thank you to all the audience for listening to us today. I am Angel Rivo, originally from Barcelona. My brand is the CEO Confident. And basically, I help both corporate CEOs and established entrepreneurs to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure. I basically use international expansion strategies to accelerate the growth of their businesses. Besides that, you know, one of the main reasons why I moved from corporate America to having my own business was because of Wisdom for Kids. It's the foundation that I'm the president of, a co-founder, and we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the local resources. And I apologize for saying so many things in so little time, Phil. <laughs> I love it. No, no, I love it because you're going, you're going, going. I love the speed at it. I love the energy you already brought. I was kind of a little low energy, but you Thank jumped you. in, you pumped me up high energy. I love, I love it because that's what I like about here at uh, Invest in Yourself, the D Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. It's about talking to people Absolutely. who want to have passion about creating entrepreneurs or actually just building a better world. So you're doing that with your charity and you're using your business to help fund your charity, which is amazing because I don't think enough business people do that anymore. They they don't focus on the charity side. And I that's one of the reasons I was so happy that you were going to come on the show because you, you were coming from that charity aspect because you're giving back. You already reached your plateau in corporate and then you went and did your personal business. And then you're like, you know what? I have all these tools. I want to help other people make it in the world. So I really, really enjoy the fact that you are giving back and that's just going to grow and grow for yourself and everybody else who's associated with you. So I'm very thankful Thank you. that you're doing that. Oh, please. Absolutely. Anytime. And you know, I mean, nobody knows this, but it's Friday night. So, you know, who is not like exhausted oh, after yeah. a crazy week, right? And everybody's praying, please give me a break. Let's make it to Saturday as soon yeah. as possible. When Saturday comes, I can sleep in, you know, I can relax. Exactly, um, exactly. Why so, did my wife put that appointment with, for the entire family at 8 a.m. on a Saturday? Come oh on. God, that's Darling, give me a break. Exactly. I'm just kidding, obviously. I mean, I love my, my wife to death. But, you know, I think that, uh, I mean, we have a choice. How do we show up in life? We have a choice. Always, it doesn't matter if it's Friday, if it's Monday, we have a choice. And if we want to make a difference in this world, and I speak about making this world a better place yeah. often, as you can imagine, you know, it's just up to us. 
I mean, we have to realize that we all have this amazing ability of changing other people's lives. We have this ability. We just have to put it to work. That's it. Even if we think that, you know, we have this small work, this small position in this small place, in this small, you know, company venture, whatever that is, it doesn't matter. I'll, you know, throughout our lives, we have treasured, we have learned so many things that we can put them to work anytime, anytime. You know, so that's, that's what life is about. And when I'm trying to, you know, teach something to someone or to some entrepreneurs here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, that's, uh, that's why I always tell, tell them, you know, they, have, they are infinitely powerful and it's just a matter of putting some systems in place, some, you know, some structure yep. and start generating value and, and wealth for, their, for themselves and for their families. I am in 100% agreement. If you, um, I was speaking with a, another guest and they were saying like, the more you give back, the more you're going to receive. Um, he, he now, he went from being a pretty much a starving artist himself, uh, helping starving artists get their platform in the, on the internet, because he was a, one of the first digital, entre uh, digital entrepreneurs. And now he runs, uh, a startup incubator and accelerator in France. Wow. For, and he's like, look, I know when, it, cause he was a startup, he knows the difficulties it is for startups. And he's like, look, come into the incubator. We're going to help you. We're going to handle the, the, the legal parts. We're going to handle the customer service. We're going to handle all this while you just focus on growing your business. So you don't have to worry about these other parts because a lot of businesses, when they start, they're like, oh my God, you know, I have to do legal. I have to do this. I have to do sales and all this. But some of them are just like either they're an artist, they don't understand the business side. So they need a business partner or they're engineers that don't understand the legalities thing. So building that partnership and what you're doing with your brand and your, your knowledge is you're helping others get into that spot by going into Latin America, which unfortunately has been underserved, I feel, by a lot. And they're being shown as like third world when they're not. Because if you look, there's hundreds of millions of people there that are geniuses, but they just don't have the tools at, at their expense. And you're, you're helping that by giving back. And obviously you're growing exponentially because of it, because you're making these connections and you're helping these kids and they become part of your story as well as yes. you're part of their story. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody involved. And those stories are actually becoming part of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I read the other day, actually, I think it was today, just today, I post every day on every single social media outlet that you can think of. Uh, and um, I think it was today that there was, there was a, a quote that I chose, which was, I write to get to know myself better. I have to tell you, I'm blessed enough to be invited to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. You know, I've been probably in 20 something since the beginning of the year. The most important thing is not even the exposure. It's not even being able to humbly inspire someone who's listening to us today. Mm -hmm. It's that every single time you ask me something, I have to learn. I have to, I, I get to know myself better because I am obliged. I mean, obviously I'm doing it in a language which is not even mine. I mean, I'm originally from Spain, as I said before, but so I have to make an effort to be able to express in, in, in English, all, I mean, I've, living, I've been living here for 10 years, but still, I have to express myself and to explain something that maybe I've never asked, I've never answered before. You know, Phil asked me before, you know, how do you feel for the interview? And I said, literally, it came from my, the bottom of my heart. They said, I am a gladiator. 
you know, yes. I, I forgot the name of this Spani Spaniard, like gladiator in this famous movie about gladiators. I, uh, it was, uh, I forgot the name, excuse it, me. Uh, uh, the Russell Crowe movie? Yes, exactly, what's the oh. name? Maximus, Maximus, um, oh, there's another guy. Well, anyway, maybe it's another movie, but anyway, so I really feel like that. Like the questions, the questions that you know, you know, smart hosts ask me, yeah. they just put me on such an uncomfortable place very often. I mean, believe it or not, I mean, I have not answered all the questions in the world by far. Thank, thank God, because then there's some originals <laughs> for me to ask, <laughs> exactly. So, really, I get to know. All these experiences, all these connections I've made with kids in need or with high-level executives all over the place, all over the world, all those, all that wisdom is inside of me, but it doesn't, it, it only goes out as far as someone makes me make the effort of access that part of me, you know, those neuronal connections, those those you know wired, you know, thoughts and ideas and memories. And I put them out there for the people to just know because it's it's what I have lived throughout my life. It's 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 me. For the good and for the bad, with my flaws and with my virtues. Yeah, and I I, I really like that. Like you, you you touched on something that I think is really important, and it's I think it's coming more and more. Uh, you're you're saying, look, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm not perfect. I have flaws. I have dents. I have scars, and I think a lot more people seeing that because in society we've only seen the perfect family, the perfect this, the perfect, 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 and now there I think there's a shift going into imperfection where it's like, we accept you're not going to be perfect the first time you do something. You're not going to be, and you don't have to be scared. Like you said, you, you, you came into this, you're glad you're ready to battle. And because you don't know what's going to come, you're taking that, those risks. And I think we're seeing a lot more of it because of entrepreneurs like yourself, giving back to the community, giving back to people who aren't, didn't have the advantages you may have had, the connections you may have had. You're like, look, I'm going to help you get up to where I am so that you can then pass it on. The pay it forward, I think is really coming. And I really, it's, I love seeing it because I've talked with, I've been lucky enough to talk with someone like yourself who's been in the corporate world. I have, I have, I've met the, uh, the founder of the incubator, which through LinkedIn, which is great. And so it's like, I love seeing give the, the people who are higher up finally giving back, if you will, to the people who don't, didn't get those chances. It's so funny that you mentioned it, it very well seems that you and I have, have been like talking for an entire day or something yeah. because you were talking about perfection, right? So let me tell you two things. Number one, my favorite mantra, and actually I'm, I'm glad it's published, so I'm not making it up today, okay? It's published in a book, okay? <laughs> so, and in a, in a few, or in, a, in a very few um, podcasts, but my mantra, my favorite mantra with both my corporate executives I serve and with my entrepreneurs is take imperfect action now. Take imperfect action now. You know, and I think that the first thing we do when we gather, okay, you're going to meet your friends tonight. I don't know, you're going to have a meal with them or you're going to go dance or whatever that is, or bowling. After less than a second, than a minute, I guarantee you, you will be judgmental about something or about someone. If it's not you, it's going to be someone else. It's yeah. just the nature of the beast. You know, it's just an our nature. We're always judging. We're just assessing. We're qualifying. Part of it is because of this survival mode that we're all in because we're animals, right? Yeah. But part of it is also because throughout our lives, everybody has told us, don't do this, don't do that. Analyze, assess, you know, try to build your own criteria 
and then there's always this uh, right this scale it's it's you know it's good or it's bad it's good or it's bad and i'm not saying that obviously we're not here to to do a better job every day i'm not here i'm i'm not saying that we don't have to try to be better and make a a better you know or make a better impact in the world or yeah. make more money i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that by being too so hard on ourselves very very often very often we unfortunately we're not laying the right field ahead of us to succeed mm-hmm. because we are very hard on ourselves you know so acknowledging that we are not perfect and allowing ourselves to take non-perfect action is really something really good to do because as as fast or, or the sooner you make the, the mistakes and the failures and whatever it is the more the better the sooner you're going to learn some lessons and you will say okay so you know my clients probably are going to be like judging me and are going to be wanting to me to be perfect and do the the best job possible i mean i understand but then the question you have to ask yourself is what kind of clients do you want what yep. kind of clients do you want? As soon as I start talking myself, Phil, I am attracting certain type of people. Yeah, and and some people will resonate with what I'm saying, and others not. Don't, will not, and and I'm okay with this. I don't have to serve everybody. I just like to serve people that you know they might have a higher purpose or not. They might be willing to give back, but or not. But at, at the end of the day, they're open to have a conversation. They're open to consider what they want to do with their businesses and with their lives. And again, I don't have to be perfect. And I, I mean, I tell everybody, I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been crazy enough to go to so many countries and do so much business and, and deal with so many hundreds of uh, CEOs, whatever. It doesn't matter. The reality is the important thing is that am I able with my experience to help you knowing that I'm still not going to be perfect. I'm going to do my best. And obviously mm-hmm. this, it's going to be a relationship and we're going to be you know, working for each other. And what you said before, the, start, the startup CEOs, the entrepreneurs, we start and we have to do so many things, right? So many I couldn't hats. agree more. And it's not, yeah, but at the same time, one of the mistakes I made was I could have probably asked for help and I didn't. The most important asset that we have, and it's related to the taking perfect action now, is time. And I always put the emphasis, the emphasis in now because, you know, we have those 168 hours a week. And it's a, it's, it's a finite number. It's really the most important asset that we have in our lives is the time. Is the time. <laughs> is the time. So make the most of the time. Make as many mistakes as you can. Fail as many times as possible. And then you will learn, you know, the same amount of lessons as you do that. Yeah, it's, it's going back to, I think a lot of people forgot when you were a kid, you were allowed to make mistakes. You were allowed to like scrape your knee, try the bike and take those risks because you knew that it was okay. But as we got older, we got told more and more. Let me stop you. Go. I wish it was like this. Not everybody is like that. Really? Not everybody has parents that have allowed them to fail, to drop, to break, to get hurt. Not everybody. I wish that was the case. I mean, I have three kids and I have to tell you how many times my wife and I have said, I wish, we wish we had done this differently. Hmm. And the second, the second kid was another you know, opportunity. And the third kid <laughs> is another opportunity, you know, and, and we are still working. But I wish that was the case, really. I mean, if you, if you, if you live that life then in which you were allowed to, to fail and to, and to do so many things, and your parents were strong enough 
to stand by you. Wow. Bravo. Yeah. No, it, it <laughs> you know, is bravo. It is I'm saying that. bravo because we both we both we, speak we, yeah, French, we spoke so. <laughs> we were speaking French beforehand because we're cultured individuals. Um, but yes, I, I fully agree. Unfortunately, not a lot of people have had that opportunity to have supportive parents or a supportive partner to allow them to take those risks. And I think as we got older, it, it, get, it gets harder too to get, take those risks. Like you see those, you, you get to see, you don't see the work people have put into. Like if they look at you, the, the CEO confident, you know, they're like, wow, he's worked for this company. He's worked with these CEOs. He's doing this. He has a, he has a foundation that helps people. How the, I can't even get that. No, you, you, you got to jump into the boat. You just have to go in, make the mistake, or you don't make that mistake. You, you end up doing it perfectly the first time and you're like, wow, okay. But now you know you can do it. So you can go to the next person and the next person, the next, 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 next. My first podcast I ever did. I've been podcasting five years. My first podcast, I listened wow. back to it and I'm like, oh my God, it's, ugly. <laughs> it's horrible. Bang but, on. But if I listen to this one versus then, it's like night and day. If people don't listen to my first one, they don't see the growth I have. And like, I, this is, we're in the second season of this podcast. Um, and it just started in December, dropped it in December and it's going great. But if they compare season two to season one, it's a night and day. And I, and I have people telling me every day that it's getting better. Every episode gets better and better. And I'm learning how to be a better interviewer, I'm learning how to let my guests speak and shut up most of the time. Cause I like talking because I'm a podcaster. <laughs> But it's true. We have you have to be willing to take that risk. You have to be willing to to be vulnerable and let other people see your weaknesses because it's not a weakness. It's a strength. And you're asking people to help you. Let me tell you an example. I mean, it's I said, as I I said, you know, we have so many things in common. So three, four years ago, I had a new client. The client said, "Okay, so before before we, we came into an agreement, we're going to meet in Los Angeles because they had to go to a conference in Los Angeles. We're going to meet there. I flew from Dallas. We go there. We meet. We are coming to an agreement. And it's my first ever entertainment industry, Ooh. you know, client, right? And they had, they were an online TV from Europe, uh, 1.7 million viewers, uh, subscribers on their YouTube channel. You know, their videos would have hundreds of thousands of views, you know, crazy stuff. And, and then... They only have, they, they only have, the reason why they hire me is to expand their business into the US. Okay. Mm-hmm. Picture this. They say, hey, Angel, have you ever tried to make an interview? Like, have you ever conducted an interview? No, but you told me to, that was supposed to help you with, you know, expanding your business, like finding more audience, creating the space for new, new people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, but let's try. And I say, I'm a gladiator, right? I mean, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have boundaries. I say, okay, I'm going to sit down here. You will start recording and I'm going to start. I remember first, I mean, the first person I ever interviewed uh, on video for that network was actually the first guy that ever that composed spiritual music in the US. His name is Stephen Halpern. Okay. He's a, people, people know him. Guess what? The second day, the second day, suddenly they said, oh my God, there's this celebrity in the conference. <laughs> Guess what? I don't know how one of the owners of the network got her to sit next to me. You know who she was? Who was it? Michelle Rodriguez. She is the main female character of Fast and Furious. Yeah. She, she, she was sitting... She, I'm sorry. 
I have a crush on her. So the fact that, you, so what's really funny is this is, ama- this is amazing coincidence. My second interview we did was with um, Sandra Nerizzi and she actually was a backup dancer for Rihanna. Wow. Who's another huge crush of mine. So now Look that I that. know that both people have <laughs> talked to, I've talked to two people. So I'm one away from Michelle Rodriguez and one away from Rihanna. <laughs> I'm super happy with that. So let me tell you something, but what, what's the lesson that I learned? It was my second day ever in my life conducting interviews. Mm-hmm. So every time I look at the interview and you can Google it, you will find it, go to YouTube, you'll find it. Every time I look at the interview, I said, oh my God, if I had... Michelle Rodriguez sitting next to me now, even for five minutes. Oh my God, would my, would my questions be different? Would my attitude, would my everything be different, yeah. right? So, but anyway, I was given that opportunity and I took it and I did my best. And, you know, I, I still have this wonderful, you know, interview of her with me. And, you know, we were, were both talking and she was speaking in Spanish, which is not very common. And as you said before, also, the Spanish-speaking community itself here in the U.S. is underserved yep. in terms of content, in terms of people, you know, if, that are helping them with their mental, uh, with their mental game, mm-hmm. with you know, with entrepreneurship. So that's why I'm so delighted to be able to do things in Spanish as well. So, oh my God, <laughs> I so resonated with what, with with your story right now. It, it I, I love it. Like people. Uh, me, we've had one conversation before this. It was on a, a podcasting uh, um, guest platform. forum yeah. platform that we just, he, Angel was like, I want to be on your show. I'm like, yes, because I read his profile. I was like, yes, you resonate with what I care about. You're the type of guest that I want. Like you, you resonate. What's your type of client you want? I go, what type of guest do I want? I want guests that can bring value, but also helping the world. You're doing both. You're bringing value by helping people, but you're also bringing value, showing people who are listening to the show that, if you don't take the risk, you don't get the reward. If he said no to the first interview, he would not have met Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, like, absolutely. That's a huge thing. He met a celebrity by just saying yes, by exactly. taking that little risk, by listening to the voice in the back of the head and going, okay, yeah, that's nice. Bye. And going for it. Yeah. And, and that, that, that interview was, I mean, wasn't, wasn't perfect, but wasn't that bad. If I could tell you of this, probably like almost 40 interviews I did on those five days, Oh my God, I mean, so many stories. I, 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 I made so many mistakes, but you know, I, I survived and I have this, you know, nice, you know, videos and everything. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I tried and I took imperfect action there. And, and again, every, as you know, every person is a, every guest is a story. It's, yeah. it's like a different life. It's, it's, it's so many things. Like you went from Barcelona to Dallas and then to now you went to LA for the, that, but you also go down to Latin. You go to Latin America, I take it. Yeah. yeah I, I lived in Latin America for 10 years. Yeah. So you go to Latin America, you're doing that. You're helping people. You're just, you're, you're, you have this trail, if you will. He, his story now is everywhere. People know Angelo because he, uh, Angel, sorry, uh, because the interviews on YouTube. And I bet you, if we look at your first interview, you did that with that uh the musician to the last one you did there's probably like it, you look go from you know just someone off the street to dan rather he's dan rather now after 40 interviews because he's learned every interview <laughs> he did yes it's a unique experience but totally. he learns from the mistake okay i have to stay away from this when someone gives me this type of body language i have to stay stay away from that or i have to push on this and it but he, you're learning every moment is a learning experience 
I'm being super present. I mean, being like really listening to you. I mean, if, even if I am a guest, I'm totally listening to you because I think that the reality, excuse me, that, that the audience appreciates that, you know, we have some, that there's a connection and everything that we're talking about is, is connected, you know, one thing to another. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I obviously respect everybody and there's people that have a, a set list of questions. I find it extremely difficult myself to have a list of questions to ask my guests, like very difficult. I do it if my client wants me to do it because right now I actually, right now I use my influence and I, 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 I use my presence and my exposure online to support my, my, my clients. And I do that wholeheartedly. And sometimes they ask me, we would like to have a set of questions and I do it. Um, but I do it mainly in order to make my guests comfortable because the most important thing, how do you, you consider, I consider myself when I'm asked someone questions or when I'm interviewing someone like a success, if I think that my audience is satisfied and someone in my audience has learned something that day. That's just my acid test. Like So from for me, this, this whole podcast um, I created because I wanted to learn how to be an entrepreneur because I've heard, I've always wanted to, but I've, I've been scared because I don't know what to go into. What am I good at? And so I started just reaching out to different entrepreneurs that I've had in my social network. And it's thanks to them. I, I got my ball rolling to other things. So I'm learning. So it's really a selfish reason I'm doing this podcast, but I've already received emails from, uh, from fans and from family members and friends who have listened saying this interview with, you know, Donnie was really inspiring. I really liked it. Or the one with, uh, hope who's building, uh, a cinema platform for independent wow. filmmakers, you know, wow. uh, she's pretty much it's, she's bringing the cinema experience when you go to the movies with your friends to your house by having a platform where you get recommendations from friends, but you also can watch movies with friends. And on the flip side, she's helping independent filmmakers make money. So instead of just focusing I love that. on YouTube, they're I like, that. Their, their, show, their movie I or their short that. is on the mm -hmm. platform and people are seeing it. So they're getting exposure that way, but they're also getting some revenue. It's not a lot of revenue because it's a brand new platform, but they're getting some money. And so it's growing like that. So that's for awesome. me, I was, I, I loved it because other people who have read, who have listened to it were like that, that's amazing. I like that. And so I really do like the fact that you, you, you take the risks, you're, you're willing to go out there and, and you're right. As long as one person in my audience learns something, that's great. And Absolutely. right now, just we're 25 minutes into it felt like five minutes totally 25 minutes into this interview and it doesn't even feel like five, 25 totally. minutes because i agree it, i uh because you're i'm when i'm learning so much about yourself like you took you're telling me take the risk go for it take that little mini imperfect risk you get hurt you get hurt but you learned something about yourself you learned maybe you're not an interviewer you know like if you went for that first one and it didn't go off thing it go well you'd be like yeah i'm not going to do another interview with someone no but you, you had so much fun learning. You're like, yes, let's do more. And then you did 40 and now you're doing even more podcast. I'm guessing you have a podcast or at least a YouTube channel. Um, no, I mean, well, I have YouTube channel. I'm, I'm present everywhere, but I don't have a such um, like a podcast. I, 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 I do. I continue to, to do interviews for others. And I, 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 I interview, um, you know, C-levels executives of companies in order to help them with their exposure. Um, I mean, altogether, in, since this, which started in 2018, yes, 
that started on my journey. My interview with Michelle was in February 2018 in Los Angeles. I've conducted because I have all of them recorded and you know, uh, and you know, in, in, in a specific you know spreadsheet. It's it's over 500 now. Over 500. Damn. Over what? 500. So and the crazy, the craziest thing I've done, by the way, I'm just telling, going, going to drop it here for the audience and for you. One of the most imperfect actions I have ever done is it was a Monday and I, I woke up and I said, I'm going to do a crazy thing for my foundation on Saturday. I'm going to do a telethon. I'm going to interview as many people as possible starting at 4 a.m. in the morning on Saturday. And let's see where it goes. I had no guests. I had nothing. I was by myself. I didn't ask for help to anybody. Okay, that's a, obviously that's a, a mental, <laughs> a mental thing, man. You know, you want to do everything. You're an entrepreneur, right? So on Saturday, I started at 4 a.m., 22 hours straight of doing live interviews to support Wisdom for Kids. Included many, many famous people, including Les Brown. Les Brown was there. Wow. I interviewed Les Brown. So 22 hours straight by myself, my computer, two cell phones, going live. I mean, I had, I had no Zoom, going live on Facebook, doing everything myself and texting everybody and texting to the next guest. Can you imagine interviewing and texting to the next guest? It was crazy stuff. But on Monday morning, I had nothing. On Saturday, 22 hours straight of a telethon for Wisdom for Kids. That, that is impressive. The fact that you were able to get everything you start, you woke up Monday morning, you're like, I'm doing a telethon. And then Saturday comes, you have a telethon and you must have smashed it out of the park. Well, I, I mean, it, it was, I was, I mean, my, my wife would come every five, six hours to bring some water, to bring some food, you know, um, but it was such an experience. Now with Calendly, with Zoom, with my multi-streaming platform, Oh my God, right now it will be a piece of cake. Yep. Even if it was myself, I, you know, even if it was only myself, obviously right now I will have a, 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 a an team. army, an yeah. army of, of just, you know, reposters yeah. and repost and repost and make sure that you stay there for the entire day and you do this, you do that. I will do this like a, you know, a production team behind yeah. me. But, but again, I did it and, and, and it was amazing. And, and actually there's connections I made and people I interviewed that day that to this day, they follow me and we support each other online. That's, that's the best thing. I love the fact. And now if ever you need to do, or so you can offer that as a service to people. Hey, if you ever want to learn how to do a telethon, I can teach you. Cause I, I made all the mistakes first, you know, like I, I tried to do it all by myself and I have the tools now and the knowledge to do it. That's amazing. Yeah. And very often when someone when I, I'm such a why not, why not person, when someone tells me why, and I say always, why not? Mm -hmm. When someone asks, tells me, okay, let's do this together. Okay. And they tell me, well, but you have to plan this and do this and do this and do this. Okay. Let's launch it in one month. I said, no, let's launch it this week. Let's make mistakes. Let's see what happens. And next week, we, we will have already learned a few lessons and we'll be, it's going to be much better. And if instead of 100, we only have two people watching us, it's okay. But we learn so much, you know. So I really like Imperfect Action now 
because it gives you the strength and, and the realization that you really have this power. You really have the power of being yourself and giving value, giving value, inspiring other people, just being who you are, just being who you are, nothing else. I, I love that. I love the, the main message, be who you are, flaws and everything. Let, let your ugly, if you will, shine because there's no perfect thing in the world. Nothing is perfect in this world. If we look like you go, oh, the politicians are perfect. No, they're failing. If we look at the politicians, you know, they're like, oh, I believe in family values, but they've been married 10 times. You know, like, how can you believe in family values if you've been married 10 times? A little mixed message there. But if I would trust a politician who says, hey, look, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do my best. Or like I'm a, gonna, I'm gonna keep quiet, Phil. I have to say, <laughs> we won't go into your marriage life because that's not allowed. But, um, but this is it, obviously, obviously, I, I meant the politicians. Let's oh yeah, politicians. Yeah. We, I, I'm only using that as an example. I don't go into. I can a politician. talk about my marriages all the time, including flaws. So it's okay. <laughs> but it, it's it's true. It's it's you have to once you've accepted that you're not perfect everything else falls away. And I, yeah. and I feel that last year for me, I finally accepted that I'm a flawed individual and I'm not perfect. And that came from actually therapy. I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind therapy. I had a burnout last year because of me trying to be perfect and doing everything myself and then burnt out and took some time off. But I, I came back stronger because I've accepted the flaws that I have. And the simple fact that you're saying, Taking perfect action, just at least do it, try it. And if it sucks and you don't like it, don't do it again, but at least you have tried. And yes, and also, as you know, when I was a kid, not so much, but today is, is something which is huge and unfortunately limits very much the development of the kids. It's that acceptance, socially accepted, you know, criteria or the need to fit in. Mm -hmm. You know, oh my God, that's why when you, when you talked about having parents that allow you to make mistakes, yeah. it's priceless. I mean, I wish I, I, I could do a better job with my kids so that they don't care at all about fitting in. Mm -hmm. Really, I, I, I would love to have, you know, my kids that don't really care, but obviously they want to be socially accepted. I mean, they spend seven, eight hours a day in their schools. Yeah. So they want to be socially accepted. And, and you know, unfortunately... Not everybody has the same principles and values and everything at their home. But, you know, obviously I, we teach our kids to be open-minded and to respect everybody else's principles and values and everything. Yeah. But still, it doesn't mean that they like what they come when they come home, what they bring from school, mm -hmm. right? So, we, you know, we always are in, in our lives, you know, trying to make sure that it doesn't matter what the others are going to think about us. As far as, you know, we stay strong where we are and, you know, we don't do anything. We, we're not harming anybody, hurting anybody. Let's do it, really. I mean, just, just let's do it. But this social stigma artificially created in the schools. Again, I, I mean, I, I work so much with kids that I'm very, yeah, <laughs> very no, passionate I, about I this. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, trying to, this artificial, you know, social feed in that is being continuously created that creates so many, well, I mean, bullying is obviously just the, you know, tipping point, the, the, top, tipping, the, the top. Yeah, of, of the iceberg. It's only the top, but there's many other things. And what, what boys and girls have to do to be popular. Why do you have to be popular? I never cared about being popular. Maybe my self-esteem when I was in school, believe it or not, I mean, I was the most shy guy in, in the class. That's who I was. 
like 100%. I mean, if there was a ranking, there were 42, every single grade class, I was, there were 42 kids in the school, in the class. I was the 41st or the 42nd. I mean, it, it, with, with the most, I was, I was the first or the second one with the most shy, you know, right. like, you know, feelings in their life. I, I, I couldn't do anything. If, if you ask me to volunteer to do something, unless, unless the teacher told me, Rebo, because we spoke, you know, we were called by, by our last, last names. Rebo, you know, stand up and do this for me. That's the only reason why I would do something. I would never volunteer to do anything just not to grab the attention from the audience. I, I am 100% behind you. I didn't start coming out of my shell until I started working in the real world around 17, 18. I didn't start developing who I was. Like my friends knew who I was. I was funny with my friends. But in class, when we were doing reading, I would go, okay, so we're reading about a paragraph each. I'm the fifth person. Okay, I got the fifth. I would reread the paragraph over in my head. So I would make zero mistakes. So no one would laugh at me. I was so concerned. Exactly. So Laughing concerned. At you. And, Laughing and I at wish, you. I wish I could go back and just say, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Who cares? These people in 10 years, you'll never see them again. No. And they're so worried about their stuff and their imperfections that they don't have time to think about your imperfections or the embarrassing thing you did. You know, like I, no one remembers anything embarrassing anybody else does unless no. it's a, unless you're in the family and it's a, like a joke in the family, but it's no longer embarrassing anymore because you've gotten over it and stuff like that. But you remember the embarrassing stuff. No one else remembers the embarrassing stuff. And also, let me ask you something. Please. Who, which, which ones of these 41 people in my classroom are actually paying my bills? You tell me. How many Probably. of those are actually paying my bills? You see? So at the end of the day, I mean, are we fully aware that what we are doing when we're growing up and what we do in the school is actually preparing ourselves for the life, for our work, you know, for our world, our life, our, our professional future? You know, this kind of thing. So Nobody right now cares about my mortgage being paid at the end of the month. Nobody but me. Mm -hmm. Nobody. So who cares? Who cares? Oh, you shouldn't do this. I mean, this is not socially accepted. Oh, my God. And, and, and you know, unfortunately, as you probably have, obviously, we all know, there's so much more happening in the last 12 months. Multiply that 10 times. Yeah. 10 times. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the poor business owners, the poor, like the mom and pa shop store they're now policing so many more things i mean obviously with all due respect okay i'm not taking any political side here no. what i'm trying to say is oh my god how much more resistance is there in our lives today compared to 12 months ago so oh, yeah. how much help do we need i am the first one that i you know i'm still trying to say okay so what's my role i have a lot of exposure i do this i do that but what can i do more to do more good. So the, all those millions of people here in the Dallas area or, or, or in Texas or, or in, in the US, how can I help them with this additional pressure and resistance that are is present right now in their lives? I have my own flaws right now. I mean, I have my own mental games and battles and challenges. Of course I do, because I am a human being. And the people I talk to every day, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, we're fully present and, you know, we do as much as we can, but still, it doesn't mean that we don't have these doubts. I, I mean, my life is far from perfect. You know, I, you know, um, 
sometimes I don't have, I really don't want to get up in the morning. That happens to me, you know, and it's okay. It's this okay. This morning was that. This morning, <laughs> it was waking up and I'm like, I could go back to bed for another five minutes before I have to start work. But exactly. no, I'm going to get up. I'm going to start the day because I have to start the day. Because if not, I'm going to be in this downward spiral. And like I said before, when we first started talking, you came in with so much energy. It just hit me. And I'm like, I need to meet his energy. Because if not, it's going to be a boring interview. And the last thing I want, <laughs> the last thing I want is a boring interview. Because I've had boring interviews. And they don't, oh, have you? Oh, I've had one boring interview. And, oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> it's it, okay. It wasn't, it, wasn't on this, it wasn't on this show. It was on my previous show. It was just like, you're trying to get the information from the guest. And it was just like, come on, man. Yeah, I see. Just, yeah. just give me something. But I can see that. You came in here and you're like, like, and I'm like you, I, I have set questions in case I have those mm -hmm. problematic, not problematic yeah. guests, but those no, guests understand. that may be scared, that may yeah. be scared and not exactly. sure how to do it. I agree. And then I have guests like you where I'm like, okay, throw those out. We're just going to talk and we'll see where the conversation goes. Because for me, those are the best type of interviews because you're not limited to a certain topic. Like I want like one question I always ask all my guests is your top three tips for your industry. So for me, I want to know more about your foundation. If I wanted to start a foundation, what would be your top three tips for oh, someone starting a foundation? Very easy. Don't get yourself trapped in the legal in the legalities of creating it. I mean, I went to one of those all you know entrepreneur conferences, mm -hmm. and there's this guy that figured everything. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk about this guy because I don't know anybody do. else who does this. Please do. Okay, it's called Instant Nonprofit. The guy's name is Christian Lefer. Actually, it's funny. French last name, L-E-F as in Frank, E-R. Okay. So in a matter of weeks, he gets your nonprofit approved, legally approved. Okay. So it's a no-brainer. Forget about, you know, $10,000 and forget about all those. No, 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 no. He's able to master how to do this efficiently and effectively. All right. So that's the number one thing. The number one thing, okay? The number one thing. <laughs> the second, um, obviously, try to find something that you really like to do, okay? Something that you really like to do. As you can probably imagine, when we give our, you know, when we, when we give education to our kids in Latin America, you know, we, we have a workshop that we have, you know, designed and everything. We start with a very boom, boom, boom music. Mm -hmm. no, none of the kids in that place knows me. But guess what? I put that music, I start jumping like uh, someone who is possessed by I don't know which spirit. <laughs> you know, literally, it's, it's like this. And you, guess what the kids do? They, they jump start up, they... jumping with me. Yeah. They start jumping with me and they have an instant smile in their faces. So I, I, as you can imagine, I totally love what I do. And I jump and I dance and I play with them and I, and I, I do all sorts of things with them. So what I'm trying to say is second tip, do something that you really like to do, yeah. which gives you, which gives you satisfaction, but obviously also that gives satisfaction to the people that are there with you. And third, you know, which is obviously applies to any entrepreneur is don't do this alone. <laughs> you can start alone, but if you really want to change things big, you know, if you really want to be able to scale, look for someone that shares that passion with you. Right? It can be maybe the, the person that you meet in your first place, in your first, you know, the, the first place where you go and you, yep. you do your thing. It can be, you know, someone, 
they will come to you. Don't worry. Okay. Then don't. And you can start with without a website. You just can go to a you know an online you know social media platform. You create your page. You don't have to have your design, your graphic design. Again, you know all those all those perfectionist things. No. Yes, put the name there and start, you know, all those things, all, all, all start, you know, uh, recording videos or audio clips about what you do. That's it. People want to see the real things that happen in the world. That's it. I mean, we, obviously we deal with kids and we are very cautious about not putting a lot of kids in camera because again, we know what's happening in the world. Yeah. You know, we, we don't carry a single registry of the kids. Literally, we don't because we don't want anybody to hack our servers and unfortunately you know have access to to all the kids that we have access yeah, to no. but still again it's much more easy than what you think and you start creating a difference making a difference in the world since the very first time that you do that thing that you like to do even if it's only one person if it's only one family if it's only one church one school one one team one you know one one player whatever that is that you like to do as a as a nonprofit to to give back to the world that's it those yeah, three things very easy to do because that one person or that one team or that one group that you change you don't know who they will affect exactly it's just a snowball effect that's exponential yeah that's oh, I, I i'm 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 so happy that we're having this conversation because i think it's something that entrepreneurs that are coming up now need to think about and what they're going to give back because they've gotten all this greatness like the last year as bad as the last year has been and it's been bad for a lot of people and mom and pops but on the flip side it's been a lot great a lot of great businesses have been developed in this last year people are becoming millionaires like you have the drop shipping you have digital marketing's popping up and all this and i love that you're here saying you have to now give back like you just can't keep taking, you have to give back so that you can help the next group or the next people be just as successful because no matter what, like there's probably a hundred CEOs, uh, CEO people doing exactly what you're doing, helping CEOs. But because there's billions of businesses out there across the world, you can't, no matter what, you can't help everybody. But someone else will be able to catch those ones that miss, that don't, don't come align with you. Mm -hmm. So they'll, they'll find this, they'll find the CEOs or they'll find the businesses that align with them that will want to be helped by them. And so by you, like your entrepreneur students, when they're learning, they may, two people may have the same idea, but they may execute it differently. Yes. They'll, they'll have different clients. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we are very cautious about, or we're very specific about, you know, those kids, we want them to use local resources you know their local resources so th this way they don't have to reach out to anybody else or anywhere else they just can do it there you know can do it where they are whatever that is because again it's a matter of creating value for everybody else yeah because if That's they're helping if they help their community their community now grows which means their community can help other communities grow and it just spreads and spreads and it creates wealth for everybody generational wealth instead of just keeping the wealth for ourselves Yes. Angel, this has been an amazing interview. The Thank time's you. flown by. It has, flown absolutely. By. I, it. <laughs> I, I think I lost agree 10 more. pounds just sweating and I didn't even realize it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you uh, five, the last five minutes. I want you to talk about anything you want to. This is your five minutes as a thank you for coming on my show. 
and sharing your knowledge. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So give me one second here. Let me just get off screen because uh, this is all you. So boom. Oh, so thank you. You're you so have... kind. Oh, You're so unique, pleasure. Phil. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So the time is yours. Go, you don't have to take the full five minutes if you don't want to. Yeah, I will um, not. I will not. <laughs> but thank it's you. yours to use. So please tell us anything. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us about your businesses. Sell us whatever you want to sell us. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell anything, but thank you very much for the opportunity, obviously. And thank you everybody for the patience of listening to us today. Maybe the most important thing I wanted to say is, you know, I haven't had an easy life. You know, I haven't had an easy life and any, anybody in my family can tell you that. So um, the most important thing is, you know, what we do with the different, you know, circumstances and situations that we have in our lives. That's the most important thing. So really, I mean, uh, the only thing I have to maybe to, to teach or to share to everybody is how I was able to overcome all those obstacles, how, how I was able to, you know, go ahead and move on. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was able to, I actually lived in seven or eight different countries. I conducted business in more than 30 countries. As I said before, originally from Spain and now, right now living in Texas. So the most important thing I would like to share with you is you know, you really have an infinite potential. You really have already many things that people don't know about. You already have the ability to help a lot of people. You already have all the skills that you need to start giving value to the world, okay? Both, you know, as a business or as a charity. It, this is just the reality. The same way that Phil was saying that there are hundreds of thousands of CEOs. I live in, I live in a world of abundance, so I know that I will never run out of CEOs. And unfortunately, we'll never run out of kids to teach because there's 81 million kids in need in Latin America. But regardless, what I'm trying to say is, you know, regardless of what you do, you always have something to say and something to teach, which is unique because you are unique and you've lived circumstances which are unique in your life. So just take action, take action now. It doesn't matter if you already have a job, take action now, you know, start a side business, whatever that is, or start a side nonprofit. That's the only message I would like to share with you. And if you want to know more about me, you can go mostly to LinkedIn, although I'm on every single social media outlet, go to LinkedIn, look for Angel Rebo. My last name is spelled like R-I-B as in boy O. My brand is, as Phil said before, the CEO confidant, the CEO confidant. And you, if you want to send me an email, it's very easy, angel at angelrebo.com. Spell angel as in heaven, and then angel at angelrebo.com. And obviously, thank you very much for allowing me to be here and for allowing me to maybe share something that you didn't know before this, this conversation with Phil today. Angel, I can't thank you enough. I, I'm just, I'm inspired. I want to, I'm going, I, I have said it that in the next five years, I will have a foundation that will help. I don't know what it will be at this moment, but I know it's on my plans. I will have a foundation because I want to give back. And this is my start of giving back, getting entrepreneurs like yourself on this podcast, showing that it's possible, that taking either risks or just trying and knowing that there's different possibilities out there. And so again, thank you so much for being on the show, sir. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I can't wait to have you again back on the show in a year when I do my uh, recap in a year and see how great you've grown, how your foundation has flourished and how many more kids you've helped and how many more connections that you've helped create in the world. And thank you. Amazing. Thanks for being on the show, sir. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Really, thank you for the opportunity, Phil. It's been a pleasure. And again, thank you every everybody in the audience that has been listening to us today. And you all have a great rest of the day. Everybody, remember to at least invest in yourself and take that imperfect action today. What amazing advice that Angel gave in the episode about taking that imperfect action and actually doing something amazing with it and how he actually created the perfect life for him so another great episode and i had such a great conversation with angel i hope you guys did too listening to it and getting so much value for it if you did make sure you uh, share this episode with a friend or family member so that they too can get some value out of it as you know i've uh, had the chance to interview over 24 digital entrepreneurs ceos and so many others over the last three months by podcasting and with their lessons i learned from talking with them I was able to launch my first client's podcast to help his brand awareness. You definitely will hear more about that later in the season. But if you want a sneak peek, make sure you're following us on Facebook by searching Invest in Yourself Pod. While he was so impressed at how well the podcast launch went and with the quality of work that I did, that he started getting booked on other podcasts that now get thousands of downloads. Like these, these are amazing podcasters. And I promise you, more on that on those podcasters soon anyways all this is to say i'm writing a book to help business owners entrepreneurs freelancers and influencers launch a podcast with minimal costs and barely any monthly upkeep this will then funnel more business to you which then will pay for the pod for itself the podcast will pay for itself if you'd like to get an advanced copy of this send me an email at book at feelbetterinc.com and I'll make sure you'll be one of the first. Now, if you're listening to this past episode, still send me the email. I'll definitely send you the link to buy the book. Again, thank you for being amazing fans of the show and sharing it with your friends, your family, and anybody who listens when you find an episode interesting. I'm, of course, Phil Better, and please remember, invest in yourself.